Welcome to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast, a show about how to succeed in business while creating a balanced and healthy life. I'm Ashlyn Cubison, an entrepreneur who went from successful real estate broker to published author, all while running three businesses. And I'm Lindsay Young, the founder of Lindsay Lives Well, a holistic nutrition and lifestyle brand, NSCA strength and conditioning specialist, and ITN nutrition coach. If you're an ambitious dreamer, get ready for some simple and actionable strategies. Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome back to the Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs Podcast. Ashlyn and I are so excited to welcome a very special guest today, Tanessa Shears. And we are going to talk about all things related to biohacking, brain fog, energy, as it relates to being an entrepreneur. So Tanessa, thank you for being here with us today. And I would love it if you would tell our audience just a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, my name is Tanessa Shears and I'm a health consultant and I work specifically with entrepreneurs and like what my work more looks like is when an entrepreneur comes into my world, they are usually waking up tired, feeling drained all day, um, potentially the highs and the lows. They're, they're sitting down at their computer experiencing a lot of brain fog, which is really blocking their ability to get stuff done and be creative during the day. And so they don't get as much done as they would like. So what happens is the end of the day comes and they end up, you know, pushing their work hours a couple hours later, a couple hours later. And then when they go to spend time with family, they can't stop thinking about their business, meaning they can't turn it off. And so they lose out on the family time and the whole lifestyle that they're trying to create with running a business in the first place. You know, then they end up working later at night and the cycle continues, the brain fog gets worse. So my job is basically to figure out, okay, what is causing all of this brain fog? Is it, you know, coming from your uh, quality of sleep? Is it coming from what you're eating? Is it coming from how you're managing or not managing your stress amongst a whole bunch of other things? And then we systematically go through and make upgrades to each area and figure out what it is that's causing the brain fog, knock it out and get you back to work. I could not be like nodding my head harder right now. Lindsay's totally excited for this episode. (laughs) I am too, but I just know that this is like Lindsay's jam right here. So I love though that you use the word upgrading because I feel like that's such an easy shift for us to be like, I'm going to improve. I don't have to cut. I don't have to eliminate. I don't have to necessarily change everything I'm doing. I'm improving what I'm already doing. I'm upgrading. I love that term. So I just wanted to say it. 
Yeah, and just that we're not ever going to really feel like we've arrived, but we can always upgrade from where we currently are. So, yes. Okay, well, and yeah, this episode is just so self-indulgent for me. I'm just going to ask so many questions. <laughs> and, I mean, we have strived in our podcast to kind of create this intersection between, like, wanting to help female business owners and understanding what a huge aspect your health is in being able to deliver the service that you have and the way that you help people out into the world. If you're not pouring into yourself, if you're not working on improving your health, you're really not able to step in and fulfill this purpose that we've been giving and that we're, we're really wanting to help people with. So um, I know one of the things that you talk about a lot on your podcast, and can you plug your podcast name for us real quick here? Yeah, it's called Becoming Limitless. Yes, which I'm a listener. <laughs> and it's awesome. So for all of our, you know, uh, listeners and subscribers, definitely add that one to your podcast list because it is definitely worth listening to. Um, so one of the things that you talk about quite a bit is this term biohacking, which I feel like if you're not in the health sphere, that is a confusing term. And it's also kind of like a masculine sounding term, I think, which, I mean, I think biohacking, I think Bulletproof, I think Dave Asprey, I think all of those things. And it just feels very masculine to me, but I love the concept of it. So could you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by biohacking and what does that look like to just your average person? Yeah. You know, what's so funny. I had that same feeling with biohacking. I was like, Ooh, that sounds kind of like intense. So like when I learned that it's very similar to the concept of health optimization, I was like, okay, now I get it. But what biohacking actually is, is it's using, you know, smart health upgrades to change not only your external environment, but your internal environment so that you can have more longevity, energy, productivity, wellness, and all of that kind of stuff, right? So it's essentially using things to hack your own biology. And the way I love to do biohacking specifically with my clients is there needs to be a return on investment for every single health hack we put into place. I find a lot of the times when we look at, you know, everyone around us, they're like, yeah, I'm going to start going to the gym four times a week and I'm going to start eating this type of way or that type of way without actually even knowing why they're doing it. But even worse, not measuring it. Like as entrepreneurs, we don't have all this extra time. Like we might have families, we might have children, we have businesses to run. I don't have time to do a bunch of health hacks that don't actually have a return on investment. So that's where biohacking is different from just regular health habits is we use technology, whether that be, you know, in the form of a Fitbit or an Oura Ring or a Garmin watch or a Whoop Strap. There's so many of them to quantify if what we are doing is worth our time. So that's what I love doing is when I make these changes with my clients. I watched the data that comes in on their aura rings and I was like, hey, look at that. Your body's stress went right down when we started eating this way, good. Or if we do something and the stress levels go up, we're like, hold on, pump the brakes, pull that out. So it's kind of this why I feel biohacking and entrepreneurship are the perfect marriage. As entrepreneurs, we are looking for a return on investment, whether that be with our ads or a copy or our time spent on a social platform. Return on investment is important in your health too. We want to make sure that we're not wasting our time doing stuff that isn't working. And I find biohacking really allows you to clearly see, oh, that worked or oh, that didn't. Yes. Now oh. you are speaking my language. Yeah. You said insights and Ashlyn's like, oh, we can yes. measure data. We can measure things. <laughs> You're talking about not wasting time. Like not only do we not have time to waste, but we don't have energy to waste. Like that is so important. So I think that 
I'm getting excited now. I'm like, I want to learn more about this because as an entrepreneur, that is like so important. We need to show up as our best because when we get down and sit down at our computer, like we only have a certain amount of time to actually work. I know, especially Lindsay and I as like moms, like we got to get everything we need done in that time block. So I'm really excited. Okay. So I guess my first question is, what do you feel like Cause you're talking about kind of taking like the low hanging fruit, like let's do the things that are going to get you the biggest return on your investment first. Are there common themes that you see come across for female entrepreneurs in particular? Like, is there usually one, two or three places that you look first that you're like, okay, this is what we would normally try first is monitoring, measuring, making tweaks in this specific area. Yeah. And I think almost to take it one step back, I think what we need to start identifying is where, if we're experiencing that brain fog, right. Mm -hmm. And brain fog is like that collection of symptoms more than like an actual diagnosis, but it's things like just that, that heavy brain feeling and not remembering simple words. And you're thinking, feeling clunky and lack of, you know, just not inspiring or you're easily distracted. Every tab you have open, you're cycling Instagram, Facebook, email, oh, back to my writing, my copy. And you know what I mean? You just can't stay focused on anything. I'm convicted right now. Yes. Keep yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> don't idea. do that, people. Who's doing that? Can I stop them right now? Because you stop multitasking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we all do it. And and brain fog is what makes that um a lot more. I guess it enables that whole process. So taking now that we know that brain fog is kind of what we're looking at, we have to figure out what causes it. And then this will lead to the answer to your question is we're like, oh my gosh, if if this brain fog is showing up, there is likely unchecked inflammation. We think of inflammation like a sprained ankle. It gets red, it gets swollen, but the fluid comes to the area. That happens in our digestive tract. If we're eating foods that our bodies don't like, or if we have, you know, undiagnosed leaky gut or something going on, it also happens in our vascular system. It happens in our brains. Like this is so important for us to really be able to be like, oh, there's inflammation going on. And that's what I look at. Where uh, is the inflammation creating energy leaks? Like where are we leaking energy out? And like, and back to your question, three main areas that are the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. We're looking at what is your sleep like? And I just don't mean, are you out close, closing your eyes and opening them eight hours later? I mean, what happened during that sleep specifically that is either enhancing your ability to perform or taking away from it? We're looking at the food you put in your mouth. So think of it like your brain is a Lexus. You don't want to put diesel and regular fuel in, right? You want to be able to give it food that'll perform. And then the last one, we're looking at chronic stress. So we always think of stress as like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about something. But I have many clients that come to me and are like, I'm not really that stressed. But when I look at their data, I can see very clearly that their body is stressed because you can have emotional stress. You can have mental stress. You can have physical stress. So we need to get to the bottom of where all of that inflammation is coming from and then start making proactive changes with it. Okay. And I love that you're, you are coming to this with a root cause approach where we're not just looking at putting a bandaid on symptoms. It's, we need to get to the root cause of what's really causing this brain fog. And this brain fog is what we're seeing manifest in these symptoms that you're, you know, that, that then you see, and you're complaining about this and this and this, like, we're not just going to spot treat those things. We're going to get to the root cause treat there and then actually solve a problem. So I you feel mentioned it's so counterintuitive to our, our current medical system. It like, really a pill is. For this. Oh, you got side effects from that. Let me give you something to mask that. Let me give you something to mask that. It's like, no, no, no. Let's start from where the problem's actually happening. <laughs> Amen. I love that. So you mentioned you look at like what they're putting in their mouth. So how can food that we put into our body either create high performance brain or slow down our thinking? 
Yeah, so what we look at, one of, the, one of the main causes of inflammation when we're looking at our food is your blood sugar levels. So what we're wanting to do, one of the first steps that I take is like, okay, regardless of what we're eating, we just need to get our blood sugar under control because with the standard, you know, American diet, what we're looking at is, you know, it's, it's processed carbohydrates for breakfast, it's processed carbohydrates for lunch, it's processed carbohydrates for dinner, and there's not enough vegetables in there, there's not enough protein. There's so many of my clients that come in being like, you mean fat doesn't make you fat, and we're still falling under that belief and not understanding that we need a full spectrum of these foods. So what I say is like, here's the term we need to know, glycemic variability. What's going on with your blood sugar during the day? So if our blood sugar is chronically elevated, it is creating inflammation in our bodies and in our brain, which is going to lead to brain fog. So then we go to the question like, well, what do we do about it? The simplest step that you can start doing is look at your plate and ask yourself this, did the food on my plate come from the ground or have a mother at some point? If you're I love looking that. at your cheesies or your bowl of chips, I don't want you to tell me that that came from a plant at some point before, you know, it was molded before chemicals were added. So this is what we're really wanting to start doing because whole foods are naturally, they have their complex carbs and they have their healthy fats and they're built with fiber. They are built for a healthy body. It's when we start adding these processed foods in that our blood sugar goes out of control and then we're creating that inflammation that is not only leading to brain fog, but like long-term disease, you know, things like Alzheimer's, heart disease, cancer, stroke, all those things. Yeah. So we're looking at food quality and then it sounds like that's like the first approach is zeroing in on the quality of that food and then probably looking at and now the combinations of those qualities in a way eating those in a way that balances blood sugar so you're not experiencing those inflammation levels and that brain fog yeah absolutely so you're looking at things too like every everybody the way I has always learned about carbohydrates and I know they're a really controversial category but I think we forget the fact that vegetables are carbohydrates there's nothing wrong with them we just want to be eating more of the good type than the bad but the way I learned about it which I found was fascinating is if you think of our bodies um, and we have like a gauge like on a gas tank gauge you would kind of have and it depends where the, the the needle goes is how our bodies handle carbs. Like some people can handle a lot more carbs than others and have a very stable blood sugar. That's just the same way as like I eat a banana, you eat a banana, I might be fine. Whereas you might have a high blood sugar swing and then a drop, which is going to cause, you know, brain fog, energy crashes and all that. So the second step to that is really becoming aware of what you're putting in your mouth. And by doing that, I have my clients write down a couple things. What are you eating at what time and approximately how much? And then the most important thing is I have them be like, hey, how are we feeling within three hours after you're eating? And what I look at are things like, um, do you get tired? Do you get hungry right away again? Do you get joint pain? Do you get headaches? Do you get constipated? Do you get diarrhea? All of these things that we don't ever think to connect to our food because these are signs that something's gone wrong. Because if we eat a food that our body doesn't love, doesn't tolerate, has a sensitivity to, there's going to be an inflammation response. And that is directly connected to our brain. The gut brain connection is a strong connection. So we want to make sure we're taking care our gut health. And the best way to do that is to take accountability and track it. Yes. Okay. And you have the data. So then you're able to take the symptoms and the data and come to some conclusions. I love data. Love she loves data. <laughs> I do. I love data. I'm like, we can talk about data all the time. What else do you collect? Let me know more. <laughs> uh, okay. I've definitely got questions about that. Um, but I want to circle back to sleep because I know that you mentioned 
sleep and how it's not just are your eyes closed for a certain number of hours. So I'm going to listen to this one really closely too, because out of all the things, sleep and me, we don't get along. So I, I'm going to listen very closely yes, Let's here. talk about sleep. <laughs> yeah. Sleep is my favorite thing and I protect my sleep so fiercely. So Basically, here's what we've always known, and this is what I used to figure out. Okay, well, I shut my lights out at 11, and my alarm went off at 7. I have eight hours of sleep. I win, right? But when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to be the fittest pregnant girl ever. I'm going to get a Fitbit. I thought I was so fancy getting my Fitbit. And I got it to track my steps so that I didn't just, you know, allow pregnancy to leave me sides, you know, on the couch. Um, However... I kept getting data about my sleep from my Fitbit. I was like, what is this? What do you mean I'm only sleeping six hours and 45 minutes a night? And what I didn't understand at the time is that there is a difference between the sleep you get and the sleep opportunity you allow yourself. So our brain naturally wakes up a couple of times every night. We don't even know most of the time. There's the time it takes your brain to fall asleep and the time your brain starts waking up in the morning. Now, when I start working with entrepreneurs and analyzing their sleep data, I'm seeing an hour, an hour, 15 minutes awake per night on average as something very common. So now let's go back to your 11 to seven schedule. Suddenly, all of you know you're up an hour 15 per night. You are now only getting six hours 45 minutes of sleep, and that is actually considered sleep deprived. And that's just if you talk about sleep duration. So the next step is we look at sleep quality because what happens during the night is what makes us great entrepreneurs. So during the beginning part of the night, we experience a lot of deep sleep. So our brain waves are very slow. It, it helps us to consolidate memories. It's where we grow and repair muscles. Think of it just kind of like as a recovery part of sleep. It helps us create um, long-term health with our brain. Our brain gets a nice bath during that time of the night so that, you know, we don't ward off Alzheimer's. All that wonderful stuff happens. At the end of the night, we do a lot more dreaming and that's our rapid eye movement sleep. And this is what I focus on a lot with entrepreneurs is, are you getting enough dream sleep? Because there's something that happens to our brain, which I call entrepreneurial like gold. It is so good. During REM sleep, your brain gains these abilities. You are better able to solve problems and think outside of the box, which is what we do as entrepreneurs. So we have to be good at that. And especially when we're writing copy, if we want to be creative, we can't sacrifice in our REM sleep. It allows us to have emotional management. And if you ever found one of those days where you didn't get enough sleep and you're really snappy the next day, this is why. So think about um, a troll finding their way into your inbox how do you want to respond to that, right? Like I want to be representative of my best business and I don't want to be really quick to, you know, frustration or anger or shame or whatever comes up with that. And the other really cool thing is by getting quality REM sleep and enough every night, I'm way better able and studies have shown to read your facial expressions and to read your body language. And if you are a coach or consultant, part of your job is being able to read into the body language of your clients so you can serve them better. If you are unaware that they are retreating and their body language is closing off, it is very hard to coach them through difficult moments if you can't sense where the walls are going up and start questioning that. So these things happen during sleep. It's not just about, you know, recovering from the other day's workout. There are things in your brain that essentially create amazing entrepreneurial brains. And this is why sleep is like one of those things I don't negotiate on, especially on work days. <laughs> okay, so I, sorry, we both want to talk. We're like, we're diving in because this one was good. Go so, first. Okay, so I know that a ton of our listeners are, they struggle with sleep. Like I know I'm not alone in this. So 
is there anything they could do immediately? Like, is there any like one thing or is it really personalized per person? Like how, cause I know, okay, I am pretty committed about making sure I have a minimum of seven hours in bed, but I would say that I'm asleep maybe five. Like I get really poor sleep and it's been that way since I was probably 12. Like I have not slept well for my whole life. So is there any one thing that could at least help or that could get them in the right direction? Like, what do you say to somebody that asks you that question? So we have something called our circadian rhythm and all of us have it. Most of us have either heard of it or we don't have a clue like how to, how to work it if we have heard of it. So circadian rhythm is basically your body's innate ability to follow a 24 hour clock. So think about this. We sleep at night for a reason. That's because that's how our body is genetically designed. Our hormones go up and down at different times of day. Our body temperatures up and down, heart rate, blood pressure. So many things follow a 24 hour clock, right? So if we're looking at how can we best use this thing that we innately have, what we start looking at is the best simple thing you can do is go to sleep and wake up at the same time, give or take 20 to 30 minutes, every night, even on weekends. And here's why it's beyond just, you know, having a sleep routine. Remember how we talked about deep sleep happening most at the beginning part of the night and REM sleep happening most at the end. That's the dreaming. If you are going to sleep roughly at the same time and waking up at the same time, your brain is enjoying all the quality sleep throughout the night. It's getting a nice even dose, but let's say we stay up, you know, it's the weekend. We stay up two, three hours late on the weekend. You've now just cut into two to three hours of your deep sleep. So essentially, we only think we're cutting out a couple hours sleep and adding it on to the other end, but you're chopping out 50 to 60% of your deep sleep. Same thing as if you're getting up early. We're, we're compromising all of the REM sleep on that end of the night. So if you're constantly shifting all the times you're going to bed and you're waking up, you're giving yourself what's called social jet lag. It is literally your body experiencing jet lag over and over again. And nobody performs well when they're on jet lag. Like think of your last trip, you came home, you fell off the whole time, right? Your hormones are like, wait, wait, now? Are we sleeping now? We slept the other time this night. What what do you mean? Should I release melatonin now? Or should I wait? Like your body just doesn't optimize the hormones. So like I said, a good example is melatonin. It's a hormone that's responsible for the onset of sleep, signaling the body, hey, it's time to wind down. If we're consistently going to sleep, and melatonin is consistently released at the same time, it allows us to fall asleep, stay asleep, and have higher quality sleep. But if we go to sleep really late, melatonin misses its effect, and we don't get the richness of that sleep. So all kinds of things. So to make it simple, pick a start and an end time, go to sleep, and wake up approximately within plus or minus half an hour, and it is amazing what that'll do for your brain. That is so good. And I feel like that's such a great starting point. Like most people could commit to that and being consistent with that. And it's trackable and measurable. And that's so awesome. Um, One of the things, this is again, just me being indulgent and curious, is that I find I struggle. A lot of my clients who come to me struggle with, especially as being working moms in the sleep department is, okay, I'm trying to grow this business and I'm, you know, working a side hustle. I'm burning the candle at both ends. Like that was totally my story. I worked full time. I built up a side hustle until I could make the leap. And what do we sacrifice? Of course we're sacrificing sleep. 
sleep. Um, so are there any coaching points that you give your clients who are in that space of like the spare time has to come from somewhere, um, knowing the importance of sleep and also understanding that there's like this hustle mode that we're drawn to as entrepreneurs, right? Like we want to get things done. And then when you're a mom, you've got the family to consider. So how do you coach your clients? Like, do people come to you with that same struggle? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that I always like to talk to my clients about is the idea of, um, with children specifically, because I have a 15 month old baby. Mm -hmm. So I am definitely in the middle of that is the idea of biohacking your kids. They respond to all of the same things we do. So if you think about what that looks like in action, you're thinking things like blacking out their rooms. If you can walk in the room and see your hand in front of your face, it's going to break up their sleep cycles. Thinking of things like um, making sure the sound environment is neutral, so adding in a sound machine, being consistent with their circadian rhythm, you know, watching how close their meals are to bed because we eat right before we go to bed. It does disrupt your ability to get into deep sleep. So there are all kinds of things like that that we can look at that we apply to us that work with them. Another really good one is getting outside in the sun. It really helps to reset your rhythm, especially if you had like an off sleep cycle, right? Um, can you repeat the last part of your question again? Beyond yeah, I guess just that, like um, that struggle of wanting to be in hustle mode and you're trying to create this business and work on your business and there are only so many hours in the day and you know sleep is so important. So like what, like how do you talk to your clients about that? Like how do you, I guess, bring together like valuing sleep and making that a priority and also recognizing their need. Recognize, yeah, exactly. My question that I usually like to ask is if they felt what their brain performs like in their work when they are fully rested. Mm -hmm. Because I often find that if you're spending two, three, four hours and that's the time you have for your business, but you're doing it on a sleep deprived brain, you're probably taking twice as long to get the same thing done because you're being distracted or you're, you know, you're not. Um, so a good example for me is when I have to write newsletters. If I haven't slept properly, like I feel like it's like it's like dragging through mud. It's very challenging to do. But when I am well slept, that flies by. So we often think that sleep is something that we can sacrifice to get more time back. But I like to think of it the other way. I like to sleep so that I gain more time in efficiency. So I'm working with a client right now specifically. When she came to me, believe it or not, she'd been on about three or four months of sleeping two to three hours a night. And she was like, I can't see promising you I'll sleep any more than five hours a night. So at this point right now, we are eight weeks into working together. And the, literally the only thing we've changed are we took out, uh, we balanced her blood sugar with food and we have her following a regular circadian rhythm with a normal night routine. And she said to me the day, she's like, you know, I get done in about six hours now. What it used to take me two days to do. And she's sleeping seven to eight hours a night. So my challenge to you would be this. I would question how productive you're being on an underslept brain. And if you allowed yourself one week just to test what it might be like to have your brain performing at peak capacity and then going through your work and see how that makes you feel. Because I, I think that we, we don't know how good our brains are supposed to feel and supposed to work. Like the norm is we eat out of convenience or what we can grab or yesterday's leftovers and we cut into sleep because we think that's what it's going to take to get ahead because we can't possibly pull the time from anywhere else. So we, we go along with these brains that are operating like at half mass, but like 
to experience a brain that is sharp, clear, and focused. Like when I had my daughter, my business was compressed into half the amount of time. My business hours right now are 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And I have help with her two days a week. And then again, while she naps in the afternoon. And that container in condition or in, in combination with a really sharp brain, I get everything done in 25 hours now. Like I cut 15 hours off my business and nothing has changed. That's amazing. That's so cool. This is, this is so good. I think this is going to be so helpful for so many women to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about chronic underlying stress. I know that was something also that you mentioned being able to measure even when women come to you or you work with men too, right? Or do you? Okay. So when clients come to you and they don't, think that they're stressed or they don't think that that's an issue for them, but that's something that you're actually able to measure. So I'm curious, this is a two-part question. (laughs) One, how do you like measure and monitor stress levels? And then I think the second question would be like, how does that lead to burnout and deteriorate our productivity? So when we look at the idea of stress, um, there's, there's the biohacking way to monitor it. And there's just like that. Okay. I'm just going to, you know, I want to test this and see what's going on. So the way that you can tell that stress is something that's an issue for you is if you take longer than 15 minutes to fall asleep at night, that usually means your body is wound up. Another thing, if you are thinking about your business all the time, even on family time, or if you cannot fall asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and your brain goes, Oh my gosh, I didn't get this, that, and that done. I have to email that client. Or if you're waking up in the morning going, okay, all right, happens to clients. It is a great sign that even if you're getting through your task list, your body is not winding down. These are all great ways to check in. Now, if you want to get nerdy with it and biohack, there is something specifically called, I have, I have an Oura ring and a lot of my clients I work with, I get them Oura rings because I need the data to be able to tell what's working. So there is actually a variable it measures called heart rate variability. So if you think about your heartbeat going beep, 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 the space or the amount of time between each heartbeat varies. You know, it's not a perfect rhythm. So this means your body is relaxed. If your heartbeat goes like beep, 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 and uh, like an intermittent pattern, that's good. That means your body is relaxed. But if you think of your body being uh, under a constant stressor or high cortisol or you're in fight or flight, your primitive brain's job is to get your heart beating very rhythmically and very fast to get blood to the muscles so you can get out of danger. So what happens is that space between your heartbeats becomes very rhythmic. And these devices can pick up on that and it gives you a score called your heart rate variability. We want lots of variability between your beats. So a high score is a wonderful thing. So my HRV on average, it's around 90. So what's happening is in the last couple of weeks, we decided out of nowhere, we're going to uh, sell our house and move. Oh, so, great. That sounds really stressful. <laughs> well, the housing market is great right now and we're in well, I'm cool so with we it. Like, <laughs> we'll just do it. Yeah. <laughs> she loves moving. <laughs> yeah. So, so my brain at this point, I can tell that this has caused my body a bit of stress. We know moving is one of the biggest stressors your body can go through in your brain. And it's fascinating, even though my brain is not during the day, like, oh my God, where are we going to live? And all of that kind of stuff. My heart rate availability has dropped 10 points in the last week consistently. And this is telling me that my body's under a low level stress right now. So what I do is when I watch these numbers, every morning I wake up and I check them and I check how they were during the night. 
then I can make proactive changes. So what this means to me is I need to carve out time during my day where I purposely shift into what I call alpha wave activities, which are activities that allow your brain to relax. Mm. So it's not about the activity you're doing that's relaxing. It's actually what's happening in your brain waves that causes you to relax. And I'm needing to be very intentional about my screens are out at night, guarding my sleep very closely, watching my food, because I don't want to add any unintentional inflammation and stressors during a time where I'm seeing in the data My body is not enjoying what's going on right now. I know what it is. It is short term. I guard everything else. Yeah. And I think we can, that having data is so important to look at because we can fool ourselves with our brain. We're like, no, it's fine. But when you've got that data, you can't ignore when you're seeing those numbers. And I think it's like with my clients, I try to, you know, we look at both, right? We're like, okay, well, let's talk about the things that you're noticing and you're seeing and you're feeling. But when you also have like measurements to look at and you're not, you're testing, you're not guessing, you can't ignore that. Oh, absolutely. And it gets so easy to see too. And it's like, we can't ignore the data. It's a great thing because I have clients that are like, no, it's okay. I'm just in a launch right now. But I'm like, yeah, but you're launching something every week. So that doesn't really work. Like if, if you're in this perpetual state of launch, that's not a problem. We just need to make sure that you are very fiercely guarding your sleep and your nutrition and you're actively putting things into play to lower your stress otherwise. Yes. I love it. So good. So, okay, Tanessa, tell us where our clients or our listeners can go and find you, learn more, all the things. Do you have another question? I feel like you do. Hold I do. on. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. Let's back up. Do I have time for one more question? You, Lindsay has time for one more question. Okay. <laughs> so um, I have clients who have come to me with the aura ring and clients who've come to me with the whoop, whoop band. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Which it sounds like you prefer the aura ring. I have experience with the aura ring and here's what I like about it. Like I'm not saying that the whoop strap isn't good. I am pretty sure they have a monthly subscription to keep going with your data and everything like that, where the aura ring is a one-time purchase. So I'm really a fan of not being on a lifetime subscription to have my technology work. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, that's helpful. Thank you. <laughs> Lindsay, are you going to go buy an aura ring now? <laughs> it's like already in my cart. Um, okay, before Tanessa tells us all of the places where she, where we can find her and follow her and engage with her, um, can you also talk about the biohacking toolkit? Am I saying that right? You have a free download that is awesome and so valuable. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I call it my entrepreneur's playbook. So playbook, like that's what it biohacking, is. Biohacking, tell me more. This sounds great. So what I did was I was like, okay, well, what 12 biohacks are working the best for my clients right now? And I took them all and I put them in one PDF. And it basically is my top 12 strategies that like they're easy ones that anyone can start putting into place right now so that you can have higher energy mornings and everything like that. And the best thing is I'm trying to keep it updated so that every time I create a podcast, about that topic. And if it's like, oh, this is cool. I want to go deeper. I've linked my podcast I've done on it too. So it's a really good resource for like a deep dive on the stuff you find that's really cool on there that's working really well. So that's at tanessashears.com slash energy. And it's a free PDF download. And I thought that that was brilliant that you put the podcast episodes in there. I loved that. And I wanted to tell you, I've been using the Brain FM app and love it. It is so awesome. I have one more question. (laughs) Just so you guys know, wait, hold on, Lindsay. I will link to her playbook in the show notes. Okay, Lindsay, go ahead. We will link to all the things in the show notes. Okay. With, do you use the Brain FM app 
in, I thought I heard you say that you use it in the evenings as well for sleep. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. I put it on in the morning when I'm focusing and then again in the evening when I'm doing wind down. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, the deep sleep to put me back to sleep. Okay. So now this is like a technical question. I always want to know the minutia because I have my phone in airplane mode at night while I'm sleeping. It's like on the floor, kind of away from my bed. It's charging. So do you listen to it with headphones on like before you go to sleep? Because I can't have headphones in my phone and have it charging at the same time. That's the struggle I have with listening to it before sleep. I'm wondering if you could just go on Amazon and get a double port. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, there's something that exists. Okay, cool. (laughs) Because I thought about wireless headphones, but I don't like the EMF. So yeah, if you like the idea of headphones before sleep, there's a product that I recommend to my clients all the time. They're called sleep phones. Okay. So if you Google them, you'd be able to find them. They are essentially a think like um, one of those headbands that you would wear in the snow, like just to you know cover your ears. Yeah. They have headphones built into them. Okay. So they stay on all night, and you don't have to sleep on an actual headphone. My clients absolutely love them, and if you're gonna get them, get the corded over the Bluetooth okay. because we don't want Bluetooth being sent through our brains all night, right? The cord Corded option is not hard. It goes under your pillow or it's like a three foot cord or something. So you have enough room to, you know, keep it away from your bed. But my clients love those. I'm so happy that you said to get the cord. That just makes my heart so happy. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Ashlyn does not like the AirPods. Um, Okay, then that's brilliant because then it can connect to the double port to the phone that's on, that is away from the bed on the airplane mode charging. Okay, Okay. good. So So glad we talked about this. So now please tell us where everybody can find you. We want all the details and we will make sure that we link everything in the show notes. Yeah. So I hang out on Instagram all the time at Tanessa Shears, T-A-N-E-S-S-A. And that's where I hang out all the time. I'm always there answering questions. I post in stories mostly just kind of like what's going on during the day, what I'm biohacking, all that kind of stuff. Um, But beyond that, my podcast Becoming Limitless is like your go-to resource if you're an entrepreneur and you're really wanting to like eliminate brain fog and start feeling much more focused. That is everything you'd want to know to get you started. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. If Lindsay DMs you a lot, you know, just indulge her a little bit. (laughs) Or just tell me to leave you alone. That's fine too. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Tanessa. This has been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you subscribe and take just 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a positive review. Come say hi over on Instagram at Purpose Powered Entrepreneurs, and you can find Lindsay at lindsay.lives.well and Ashlyn at Ashlyn Cubison. 